be today, am I? Oh, lovely. You are, can you not see that beforehand? Is it only when I hit record, then you see... Uh you see what name i've given you well we um i do get i do get a little invite but i must confess um this isn't the first kind of attempt we've had at this is it so um no. yeah um, i i kind of ignored it to be honest um i just thought oh well <laughs> probably be another mistake uh but here we go <laughs> um i jest of course um i mean i i guess on the off chance that this will actually be the smooth intro that we always crave. Um, hello, dear listener. <laughs> welcome. Um, <laughs> welcome to, what is it, episode eight, Commusician? Episode nine. I think you're right. Episode eight or nine. One. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we ought to know, really. Um, it's not like we should have lost count at this early juncture. I'm going to, no, this will be episode nine. Good. Episode nine. I think Scott Bennett was episode eight, I yes, do believe. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yes, because episode seven was the compare. Of course, of course. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. Um, oh, we've even got a song to start us off today as well. Yeah, this, we is do. A, this is a good day. <laughs> it is a good day. Um, so full disclosure, A, the intro um, to the episode is going to be a lot of fun because the episode was amazing, in my mm. humble opinion. Um, we really, really, we had a great chat with with a musician this week. And I think while we're in isolation, it makes sense to just try and kind of chat to as many people in similar boats as possible. What do you think? Yeah, it certainly does. It certainly does. And uh, this week, if you haven't read the title, um, first of all, what are you doing? Um, secondly, uh, we this week are talking to Ollie Dixon. Um, and Ollie is he's, he's an old friend. Um, he's supported Dirty Blueprint a few times, which is how I got to know him. Um, and he's an amazing, amazing chap. Uh, he he's doing some amazing work. He he started a new comp uh, started um, with a new company called Yi. I think is how they pronounce it. It's like Hawaii, but without the huh. Um, as we established throughout the episode, big fan of that. As, well remembered. Nice. Yeah. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, he's also he's got one EP out, and he's about to release another one. And uh, since since recording the episode with Ollie, he's actually given me a sneak preview to some of the stuff that he's been working on at home. And mate, it is it is fantastic. I cannot wait for it you're, to get out there. You're properly in the know, aren't you, mate? You are the man with the plan. I love it. That's good. And um, <laughs> although full full disclosure, we. As we always try and do, we record the episode and then while it's fresh in our minds, we try and record the intro and the outro because we don't really want to record an intro before we speak in case <sighs> something happens. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> that little huff there. Um, what's what's one of your roles within the, um, the podcasting game? <laughs> okay, well, first of all, um, I'm going to make an apology. I'm going to say sorry. Um, but secondly, um, you nominated me or dubbed me rather the <laughs> yes. technical director. Yeah, and there we are. no more, no more need of technical director. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so Sam's technical director, and uh, we, uh, when we recorded the intro, uh, we listened back to it, or I listened back to it, I should say. And one of the first things I talk about is this new software that we're using, uh, which basically is what we're using to ensure that the audio quality is absolutely fantastic. Um, <laughs> and as I was listening to the intro, I was listening to myself speak thinking, God, he sounds great. Um, and then I listened to Sam and it was like he was in a washing machine. Um, and I thought, no, not good enough. So full disclosure to you, we're recording this um, on the day that the podcast is going to be um, dropping to you. So Sam's uh, going to re gain his technical director statorship um with some quick editing i hope is that is that okay 
I reckon, yeah. It well, does. there's not a lot, not a lot of choices, isn't it? We cannot disappoint. It has to come out on a Friday. Yes, it does. Friday is pod day. Damn straight, mate. Good work. Um, so yeah, we're recording a little bit after the fact, um, but it was, it was a really, really fascinating um, kind of interview slash chat. I don't interview sounds a bit wanky, but um, but it was, it was great, and. I learned an awful lot, you know, and there were a couple of occasions where actually I spoke about music in a way that I wouldn't say regained any credibility for me, but, um, you know, I didn't sound as stupid as I have done previously. Is that fair? Yeah, (laughs) I I was actually quite proud of you in some of the things that you were saying in this episode. Um, You, you know, because Ollie doesn't know you um, and I feel that you almost you almost put over a good impression um nice. yeah <laughs> well he doesn't know you so i was I, I went into this whole thing with trepidation but um <laughs> yeah i wasn't i wasn't angry or disappointed fitz you did not bring um shame upon the commusician name so that's good <laughs> nice yeah, exactly yeah. um so yeah this this episode is um is a banger i think uh you know it's really fascinating for me having spoken to ollie as we did uh, i have now picked up a guitar i'm pleased to say um and kind of had a little Ooh. bit of a bit of a play with it there one thing i'm realizing mate is that there is a long long old way to go um mm. that's for sure so, yeah i I've, I've realized that with the piano as well it's not you know musical instruments aren't something that you can just pick up and go hey i know how to play that now um yeah. apparently unless unless you're ollie dixon um by the sounds of things um, he, you know, he alluded, alludes to in the episode that he he's pretty good at just picking things up. Um, yes, which Damn, angers angers me slightly, but um, <laughs> at the same time, he makes beautiful music, so you kind of can't complain, can you? No, exactly right. So, um, yeah, uh, like I say, I mean this this episode is uh, is is a real a real joy, I think. So do let us know what you think. Thank you to everyone who's kind of got in touch so far. Of course, um, where where might our listen our dear listeners get in touch with us if they wanted to mate that's a very very good question well they can email us uh at uh commusicianpod at gmail.com or they can get in touch with us on the socials they are all at commusicianpod amazing well as we know uh further ado is shit so uh without any of that again <laughs> let's uh let's crack on with this week's episode enjoy enjoy it see you on the other side <laughs> For our dear listeners that haven't heard you before, um, obviously I know what kind of music you play because I've played it with you, but um, what, how would you describe your music style to, to those listeners? Uh, how do I describe it? I guess it's, if you take the folky sort of acoustic sort of things like Ben Howard, and then add in all the, well, some of the newer stuff I'm working on, but if you add in all the new uh, the atmospherics and the beats and synths and layers and stuff of bon Iver. nice i think that yeah, kind yeah. Of, now that i'm i'm really sorry to interrupt um ollie straight away i'm really really annoyed because last night i literally said to sam he sounds really like ben howard and today i was thinking oh i'll tell you who else he really sounds like bon Iver. and i was gonna <laughs> come across hopefully as actually knowing what i was talking about but how fascinating because they they they're, they both really shine through for me but also you shine through as well if that makes sense so um oh, sorry to interrupt that, you, you but no, no, not no, at all. No. I felt like I, I was smart for a brief moment. It's really interesting <laughs> you say that because normally, Fitch, you get things really, really wrong. Um, so I'm a little bit proud, I think, on this one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so, yeah, so you're saying Ben Howard, Bonnie Vare, um, and, yeah. and a, uh, a little pinch of yourself, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And I've, I've been working on like 
I've worked, been working on some new stuff, actually. It's a little bit, little bit different. Oh, I'm very excited so, to hear it. Yeah, it's more, it's more, I don't know how to put it really. It's more like Bon Iver than it is the folky stuff, I think. So, nice. um, Ollie, am I right in thinking, and I, I believe I am, but if I come across as too much of an idiot, then Sam will have to cut this. But um, <laughs> am, am I right in thinking? We did episode three was kind of um, how people are coping with the coronavirus climate um, mm-hmm. issue. And am I right in thinking we had a uh, a message through from yourself telling us a little bit about what you were doing and that was exploring yeah. different projects? Yeah, yeah, you did. Amazing. Yeah. Because I, I remember um, I remember hearing that and I was thinking, Sam and I discussed, and I said, how cool is that to to take the opportunity? You know, so many people could be forgiven for feeling glum and thinking, oh, God, you know, this whole, especially in an industry like yours, you know, it, the world's gone to shit and we're in real trouble. But <laughs> but to, to take the time to look at it with a positive spin, that's that's fascinating. What, what kind of stuff have you been up to, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, quite a bit, really. Like when it first started, I was a bit, like you say, like I think everyone was a bit in like the shock sort of thing. Like, oh God, what am I going to do with my time? Um, and then it just kind of, I was just like, well, now was the perfect time to start working on some new material, maybe start learning a few things. So I started learning the piano or learning the piano. Oh, snap. Yeah, I saw your video. Oh. Yeah, I'm doing that as well. Um, yeah, thank Fitz for uploading the video, but I've, I've started you an entire, I, I feel like a 15 year old kid because I've started an entire TikTok channel on me learning the piano. Um, and today I got my first diss from a kid um, who said the only good thing in this video is the fact that my TV was paused whilst I was watching Money Heist. He said that the only good thing in this video is the fact that you've got Money Heist on in the background. I was just, <laughs> 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 wow. I looked at him and he's got two videos up and he is about, you know, between the ages of 12 to 15. Uh, oh, but if I may say so, it does stand you in good stead for when you're on the comedy stage. Good, <laughs> good to get dissed early doors, mate. That's very true. That's very true. Um, I'm looking cool. forward well, to hearing that as well, Sam. It's awful, mate. Your honestly, comedy. I will st- I will stick to base. Um, oh, the comedy. Yeah, um, that's uh, I haven't even got a joke yet, um, but we're working on that episode by episode, aren't we, Fitz? We are. We are. And um, yeah, I think you're further ahead in your journey towards being able to perform a comedy set than I am in my journey. I I don't play any instruments at all, Ollie. Guitar, like singer-songwriting, we'll come on to this, but you know, singer-songwriters have always, always really, really kind of got me inspired and, and made me want to do it. And uh, but I cannot play a single note or a single chord or anything yet. But I will. I will. <laughs> Fair play. Fair nice. Play. So you've been learning piano, um, yeah. probably a lot better than I have. Um, what else have you been up to? I uh, recorded two new singles. So I've produced a mix of them. They're ready to come out at the end of the month. Sick. Sick. Uh, so are you, are you releasing them as separate singles or together as no, like, it's, it's kind of, it's Yeah, I guess it's like a mini, what do you call like two tracks? I guess, is it like still a single? Like an a, a and a B side? Yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, we'll go with that. Why not? Yeah, That's so almost uh, right. Yeah, a record, <laughs> a mini <laughs> mini EP, I guess. Yeah, wicked. Um, so yeah, that's going to be coming out at the end of the month, um, which is actually quite cool. I've I've shared it with a few people, and they they really really like it, which I was surprised at because I've done it all myself, and I haven't done that. I've always worked with other people, and um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm oh quite, mate, quite that's, that's huge! Fun. I'm well excited to hear that, and um, I'm also excited to hopefully have to learn them as well. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. 
Yeah. Always, always working, Sam. Always working. Love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that's that's huge news. So, are, are they going to be? Are you? What are you going to do with them during this lockdown time? Are they have Have you come up with them uh, because of lockdown? Do you think? Pretty or? much. Like I started a demo before lock, just like a couple of weeks before lockdown, and I sent it to a few people saying like, "What do you think of this?" And they were like, "That's really cool. Just get something done with that." And I put it off and I put it off and then I kind of sat down with it. Oh no, my old Mac crashed. That's what happened. That's what forced me to do it. So my old Mac crashed just before lockdown and I had to buy a new one. Mm. And then I couldn't transfer anything across because it wouldn't turn on. So I had to start all over again, which was oh, kind of no. put me behind. I was like, I can't be asked. Maybe it's like a sign that I shouldn't do it. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I thought, you know what, let's start it. And I started it and uh, I've just learned, I've been learning production and mixing as i've been going along sort of thing yeah and so i finished nearly finished it just trying to sort some like sort of drums out at the moment trying to find like a nice little beat the song's done like i could release it and everyone likes it without drums and then there's me being like no it needs drums yeah yeah of course but it's your it's your work you know of course if 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 you want it to have drums flipping hell it's gonna have damn gems Yeah. yeah um so i did that and then i thought i want i wanted to do more of like a instrumental sort of piece um mm. and i ended up calling this eight minute long instrumental of uh electrics and delays acoustics and i got a, my electric and used a violin bow and then looped it so create a really long drone and added a ton of like delays and synths to it and i've added in noise of like people talking in the background and there's a bird that i sampled and then put that into midi Oh, amazing the noise. There's like a watch noise. I went all out on it and then I kind of put lyrics to it and it's like a six minute. It's called Interlude. Interlude. Oh, wow. mate, I am so excited to hear that. So That's yeah, gonna they're, they're going to be coming out at the end of the month. End of the month. And they'll be, I guess, on all platforms yeah. and Spotify, Apple. Anything yes, that, mate. All of that jazz. So could, oh, that's yeah. exciting. can I ask a really stupid question? This is, but just FYI, Ollie, every question is going to be stupid, but I've got loads of them. So it's um, true. It's, it's, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's not sugarcoating it. Um, so in, t- in terms of what you were saying there, so obviously you've got kind of your track and you're, you're adding lots of different layers and adding lots of different kind of effects and different, you're experimenting basically. Yeah. Like I, I see that as kind of similar to how I would experiment with a set. For example, if I'm, if I'm on stage and I've got um, a particular order of doing jokes, for example, and I try and maybe tell a story, if I switch it around, do you, do you get as much pleasure in kind of trying the different methods out, I guess? Is is that that a question? Yeah. Yeah. No, I do. Like it's, this thing's, it's more like a, it's, it's kind of like a patchwork quilt sort of thing this track because it's had so many different versions i'm just kind of like if i copy and paste this bit there and i'll move mm-hmm. that and i change it so yeah i mean these tracks have they've been through the ringer so have i <laughs> trying to do this thing. it's like it's quite stre- i don't know about you but i find it very stressful mm. trying new things and then rearranging new things and like does this bit work here or does that bit work there or yeah, i'm sure. literally sat here on my own i haven't really got someone over my shoulder or like me being like actually no try this try that i've got to figure it out as i go yeah we dirty blueprint had a um a, a song called uh what was it set me free we were recording doing our first ep which would have you know nearly three years ago or if not more than three years ago um and we dropped it because it just wasn't good enough mm. and then we decided to kind of take a step back we left it alone for a year and a half came to do our next ep did a rendition of it 
did it for like kind of uh, performed it live for a summer and still hated it. Mm. Um, and we st- we just have never been able to find a way of doing it properly. And sometimes you just need to either drop a project or like yeah. you have just completely step away from it and then take it mm. on a completely yeah. new journey. Yeah, completely. There's a track I actually started recording in January and I did the whole thing in one day with Charles and nice. I got it back and I was like, I hate this. I don't want anything to do with this track. And like, <laughs> I sat down for 10 hours straight trying to do lyrics for it. Nothing worked. I demoed like you, like you with that track. I played it live. Yeah. Couldn't get, I couldn't find traction with it. There was no traction. There was no real presence yeah. or energy to the song. And in the end I was like, do you know what? I'm, it's hold, it was holding me back from moving on. I had like really bad writer's block because of it. Cause I was so like focused on this track and trying to get it done. In the end, I was like, bin it off. I'm done with yeah. it. Just, I'm done. Yeah, that's it. And you've, you've got to, because you know, we don't, I think, I think as musicians, we don't write songs because we want to write set fillers. We write songs because we want to produce good content and yeah. then build a set because of them. Yeah. Um, if you find that you've got a song that you're just like, oh, I'll throw that in because it, you know, will take up three minutes, then that's a song that you need to bin off <laughs> that, and sack off. That was exactly it. That was exactly it. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that went, that went, and I haven't looked back. <laughs> good man. Oh, that's cool. Um, and what about so here and now? Because um, mm-hmm. that that's out now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that one, and people can find that everywhere. Pretty I, much. I, yeah. Everywhere. Um, I, yeah nice what um how's how's that release going um did it kind of get the traction that you wanted it did more than i wanted really i was a bit surprised a bit surprised that um how well it's done it's Mm. within i mean it's taken a hit now since corona which is weird everyone i've spoken (laughs) to is all like yeah all of our streams have dropped i guess it's because people aren't traveling to work yeah not you know commute's massive isn't it yeah 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 i didn't realize the impact um but it did all right. Like it's had over four thousand some streams. Wow. We had that in the first couple of months, and then BBC Introducing picked it up, played that their track of the week, and all that sort of stuff. And it's had some really nice reviews, really cool reviews. Um, That's so and nice. I think as soon as it was done, I was just like, "Cool, let's do the next thing." Yeah. I'm already bored of it. <laughs> so, um, I'm again. I'm sorry. This is probably a really naive question, but so the the the, the <laughs> fits, fits. I re- I well. think you just need to stop saying that, and we'll just from the yeah, never apologise. We'll just we'll just presume that we'll it'll just, be a stupid question. We'll just assume that it's a naive stupid question. That's fine. That's yeah. good. Um, so I mean, the, the process of releasing a track. I mean, mm-hmm. I I literally wouldn't have the the foggiest clue where to start. So do you mind talking me through a little bit yeah. of that? So you've 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 spent ages kind of making make, uh, writing a song. You've got the final kind of finished version that you're happy with. And I guess to do that, you've kind of spent some time producing it. Am I yes. using the correct terminology? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Fitz. Um, <laughs> so when it's when it's produced and you're kind of ready, yeah, do you talk, talk to me about what happens next because I'm fascinated. So when, it's, when it's all done and the masters are back and it's just two MP3 files on my laptop, um, I will go about doing artwork. And for me, the visual aspect is a massive part of it. Um, I can picture, I kind of pictures what I want for artwork and I think of other bits I can do. Because at the end of the day, you have to create a lot of content. You can't just put one picture up of your EP artwork on Instagram and be like, cool, I've got music coming out in a month because people will forget. So I go about creating some artwork or my girlfriend creates it because I'm terrible at Photoshop. (laughs) Um, And then she'll be like, she'll send it back. She'll be like, is this this it? I'll be like, no, do that. 
do this, do that. <laughs> and then she, in the end, she's like, I'm not doing any more to it. And I'm like, all right. Um, once the artwork's done, I, I wanted, I want, I wanted to start doing something to engage with people a bit more because people, they would look at a picture and they'll scroll past it or like it. And they, you know, they weren't really paying attention. I had the idea of creating like 15 second long visuals, whether it's like surfing clips that people sent me and I just put, I edited them and put some overlays on it and made it look a bit, you know, a bit retro and stuff. And then just put the music over that, like 15 seconds of it. And people, people really engaged with it and they really liked it. So I started putting it on Facebook, did it on Instagram, the Instagram stories and Twitter and people really engaged. So I've kind of, kind of taken that approach and then relayed it onto everything. So like a few of my friends have asked me like, oh, what, what do you recommend for doing promo? I'd be like, well, get a picture and post. I do like a eight week plan. Right. So the first four weeks are the first two weeks of the first four are posting pictures, just basically like coming soon and the sort of, you know, and then the other two weeks are getting more into the videos. So the more visual aspect of things, so building up that interest and the hype and then like contacting like blogs and uploading to radio stations. And then when your single drops after the first four weeks or EP or whatever it is, then you follow up the next four weeks by emailing like follow like fellow musicians and things like checking it out. You can do that. I kind of did both. But then like bigger radio stations and you've got to keep pushing it with like blogs, YouTube creators and things like that. If you can get a good traction like this, you know, my tracks been played on Beavis Introducing and this that, and the other, then amazing people tend to take it on. But I tend to go for more like I just like creating like videos and things like that and filming things. And I think that works. People seem to like it and it yeah, shows so that cool. you know, there's more to it than just music sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, my hat goes off to you, mate, because I know full well that uh, Dirty Blueprint, we do the exact opposite of that. And that's because the time, like people don't think mm. that when you when you put up a post on Facebook, they don't quite realize how much time can go no. into it. And nope. um, that is just sensational. My, yeah, like I say, my hat's off to you um, on that one. But it's a really interesting point that you, you brought up the surfing thing, because that fits so well within your style of music, doesn't it? Like. Um, yeah. So can do you just like do you reach out to people and just say anybody got any footage or what do you what do you do? I literally put an Instagram post up saying, um, "Has anyone got any spare footage that they wouldn't mind me using?" Right. Um, and I had a ton of it. People were just sending me like surf clips of different things, and like I had some clips. People were in um, oh, I can't remember where it was now. Someone in Morocco of these yeah. massive waves, and I was like, "That's insane!" I'm sticking that in and. <laughs> yeah it was, it was pretty cool Sick. they just send me stuff different little clips and um i just kind of mashed it all together and these little like 30 seconds i did a full video for anchors and here and now which took ages because i'm not the best at editing but i've learned quite a bit through premiere mm. um and it worked like it just people seemed to really engage with it and you know kind of relayed my interest into surfing and things like that as well so. But it's it's cool as it's cool as anything because uh, I was just going to drop the f bomb there, but um, I've, I've went back on myself. I don't know if you could hear the hesitation, but it's <laughs> cool. Bit. It's cool AF. Let's say. Um, oh no! Oh, I can't do don't, that. Sorry. It's cool. Don't as do fuck. that. Here we go. It's cool as fuck. Um, it's cool go. as fuck that you've got people who are <laughs> willing to do that, and and also from their point of view, like if I had if I had some surfing footage and I could have it featured in a music video, phew, mate, amazing. You know how how cool is that? So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a win-win. It's, it's quite cool. And the same thing goes like, you know, I've, I've said to like, because they post their own surfing stuff up. I'm like, I said to them, if you wanted to, then just use these tracks for your surfing videos, kind of like as a 
you scratch my back, I scratch yours, and then oh, that wow. gets my music into you know a whole new, whole new audience. Yeah, so yeah. Everyone, ben- everyone idea. kind of benefits from it. Yeah, yeah. That's such a good idea. See, I like kind of I've kind of described Dirty Blueprint as like you know it's, it, without being rude, it is some of it is a little bit old man rock, isn't it? So um, I don't think anybody wants to see like some <laughs> dancing fifty year olds on Facebook in like with Dirty Blueprint in the background. So um, I, I guess we need to find our niche. Um, and maybe I'll reach out to you, Ollie, on that one and get your help because we don't quite fit, I don't think, in the surfing idea, but um, there's got to be something, isn't there, out there that we can attach our music to? Definitely. I, I, then again, I'd say it would. Some of those, I've seen some surfing clips and people, they've got like the Sex Pistols playing in the background. So Blueprint would fit. Uh, I reckon it would fit pretty well. Nice. All right. Well, we'll um, we'll see. <laughs> I might have to put a post out. Um, yeah, nice. Um, so, where did your inspiration for here and now come from, though? Because you know, might I say, I absolutely flipping love that, and I listen to it. You know, it's 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 on many of my playlists. Um, uh, where where did that inspiration come from for to be able to write such a banging EP um, like that? I had an EP out. I I was doing this blue stuff. Um, well, that's when I first met you. I was playing this sort of bluesy mm. slide guitar sort of thing, and I had an EP out, and I I hated it with every <laughs> fiber of my body, every fiber of my body. And it got to the point where, where I played. Oh god, um, I played the Exeter Food Fest, right? And the sound people there angered me so much, and it made me realize my hatred for what I was doing with my music <laughs> and the songs I was playing, and I. I in the end I walked off stage and I threw my guitar across the room and kicked a hole oh, in the no. it. And I remember my girlfriend and um, a friend of ours was just looking at me like they they've never seen like, I'm not that sort of person. And I yeah. I remember thinking like I don't enjoy this anymore. Like what am I doing? Like, you know. Um, and then I took a step back and I didn't play anything for like six months. I think I didn't do any music for six months. And in in that time, I found myself listening to. I think Abby showed me like Ben Howard or something. And I hated Ben Howard before. Mm. I couldn't stand the way he sang Only Love. Yeah, yeah. Or anything like that. And I, it just wasn't my vibe. But then she showed me um, some of his later stuff. I was like, this is really sick. I didn't know, you know, this finger picking thing, but it had like delays. And and then I got into Bon Iver and then this whole, it was just like a, it was just one thing after the other. I found all these new artists. that I, I couldn't believe you were making this sort of music. And yeah, it just got a bit darker. And I start I started listening to a band called Frightened Rabbit. Nice, um, yes. And I, I I was just like the way he was singing about his personal problems and things and I was like, you know, if he can do it, then why why can't why can't I? I never thought I could sing about <laughs> things I was thinking of. I just thought about, you know, I, I literally used to write random lines and waited till they kind of fit. Yeah. And it, that's how it started. This this like writing more personal darker acoustic folk sort of thing and i got into more finger picking and electrics and delays and things and since then it's just spiraled into well what it is now really well it's it 100 suits you mate it is it's absolutely bang on the money i think for um just just you you know i know you now i've known you for a few years and i think it just it embodies who you are you know i remember when we first met we were both like really into like john butler trio and stuff yeah um, and that's kind of that's where that kind of your first EP took me. Um, yeah. Um, but now this one, like when I listen to it, I'm like, that's Ollie. That's not that isn't like I'm not listening to that thinking, oh, he's just like John Butler Trio. I'm thinking like, mm. wow, he's got so much going on, like in terms of uh, inspirations from different places. 
that he's been able to build mm. that into his own. And it, it's an amazing, amazing EP. So congratulations on it. So do you, um, you, you touched there on uh, something that I'm fascinated by, which is the kind of process, the writing process. So you, you said there uh, about having kind of the odd line here or there. I mean, I, I would dearly, dearly love to one day be able to write a flipping song. How cool would that be? And um, as... <laughs> as i've revealed on the pod before i used to do uh, i used to do like a little bit of freestyling so I, me and my mates would we would yeah i know you're laughing because i'm the whitest person you've ever met but um we used to we used to absolutely love doing it so lyrics have always fascinated me and i i mean i guess i'd love to learn a little bit more about how you kind of come up with those lyrics and how you pair that with the music and what what comes first oh so many questions sorry just <laughs> questions. Just, um, just before you answer that ollie um yeah. i would just like to point out that fitz's freestyling consisted of check one check two this goes out to the warhammer crew oh that oh, um, wow yeah but yeah to be fair that was a freestyle back in the day but i didn't freestyle it to you mate i've um <laughs> I've, I've got bars for days don't worry about that but um uh-huh. <laughs> all will be revealed on this hugely high pressured live show <laughs> I'm, but I'm yeah looking forward to that yeah for sure what was the question um yeah good <laughs> good question um derailed somewhat but um but yeah no that i guess the question i probably asked about 25 questions but i oh, guess the it's process to, yeah to do with the process if that's all right yeah um songwriting well it depends like sometimes i it's, it's a really strange one. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's weird. I'm not going to lie. I can't really explain it sometimes. Like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like some. I would just start, I'll have like a riff or something and I'll start playing. And then I'll write a few lines and I'm kind of like, okay, how can I, where, where, how can I explore this? How can I take this further? And I'll, I have like four different books, three or four books that I write in. So like if, if I write a few lines in one book, I don't feel like there's any traction anymore. I'll go to a different book and write those four lines again. And then for some reason, I'll be able to write more. Oh, wow. That's interesting. It, it's, it's weird. I don't know what it is. It's probably psychological. Um, mm. thing. If I move to a different book, I'll be able to write more. And that's literally what I do. Like wow. I've got scraps of paper and notebooks all over my room purely because I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll write in this one and then I'll go to the next one and carry on there. Um, <laughs> If any psychologists out there are listening right now and want to reach out to Ollie to kind of let him know what's going on, uh, please do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you got enough time? Yeah, Ollie Dixon music everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's a weird one. With here and now, I kind of had a vision of what I wanted to write about. Um, and then sometimes I'll come up with a hook and then I'm kind of like, actually, that's how I can relate. It's weird. It's like I just write a random line and then I can relate to it. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and then I'll build the song around that and... I'll be like, okay, I need to take it in this direction or, you know, I'll rework it and rework it. It's, it's, it is a really strange one. I can't, I know how to do it and it's it's just hard to I was going to say, it. it sounds as though it's kind of like an innate thing. And um, yeah. that, that leads me on to a question I was going to ask earlier on, but are you, have you always kind of been a natural musician? Cause you said about learning to play piano and clearly, uh, uh, well, please tell me, you know, what, what, what instruments do you play? And is it something that you're, you've always kind of had a natural affinity with? In a weird way. I think I have, like I grew up around music quite a lot, but it's weird. I, I never, I don't really find things. I like kind of like the challenge and I've, but I'm, I've always been quite able to pick things up really quickly especially with finger pick i've only been playing guitar like this for maybe like two three years wow 
three no three it would have been about three and a half years now of the whole finger picking sort of thing before that i just i was just playing chords and strumming so now like, i i did i don't just, know I just, just I playing chords and strumming <laughs> here i am like <laughs> i can't I I can even imagine it um but yeah sorry <laughs> no no i just i don't know it's a weird one with like playing piano the only thing that i'm fine i can listen to it i'll listen to a song and i'll be like okay cool and i'll figure it out on the keys but then it's like putting both hands together same yeah, thing that's, with drums, you know. That's what I'm struggling with now with the piano is like I can like my right hand is like completely melodic. It can do whatever it needs to. Mm-hmm. My left hand, which is normally which is normally my fretting hand on a guitar, just it's just a lump. Like it doesn't know what it's doing, and I just can't control it. Like <laughs> it's, so it's just weird. hopeless. It, it really is, is. So weird. I I I can't really. I don't know when it came when it comes to like music and things. I did pick things up pretty quickly. Um, more recently than earlier I mean I was so stuck with listening to Green Day that I thought I don't need any more than three chords and an electric guitar and everyone can (laughs) anyone that thinks different can do one yeah Um, so so is that is that the kind of thing you listened to when you were growing up then I yeah I actually grew up on Dolly Parton believe it or not oh wicked okay Um, and all the country (laughs) country folk sort of thing I grew up on that and Nothing then wrong with that, somehow mate. I got into yeah. like ACDC and things and and then Green Day, I think I got into Blink at one point. Uh, it so was kind like, of hard to stay away from the pop punk scene, wasn't it? Um, yeah, you, for, you, for a little you, while. You couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone got engulfed by it at some point in their life. <laughs> yeah. And it was uh, probably around 2004. <clears throat> yeah, me. that's it. I've, um, sorry for coughing there. My apologies. Um, tri- trivia fact about uh, Dolly Parton, by the way, that um dolly parton was the busiest i have ever 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 seen the pyramid stage at glastonbury when she was there a few years ago it was absolutely ramboed like i bet it was it was it was less busy for stevie wonder than it was for her although stevie wonder was at night so actually my perception might be wrong but yeah it was it was bonkers (laughs) surely surely dolly parton's not busier than stevie wonder but you wouldn't think so would you but then you know when when you put out a banger like nine to five, it's kind of hard to stay was, away from that stage, isn't it? Well, exactly, exactly. I was trying, I was trying to find a really funny pun, um, like you stumble out of the bed, stumble to the stage. I just couldn't get it. Um, um, nice. time, so, yeah, um, that, but that's where I'm learning comedy. Ironically, um, you I, could work from nine to five and not come up with anything funny. I think, but <sighs> just getting you ready, mate. Just getting you ready. I'm only joking. Sorry, you mentioned a little bit about the stuff that you kind of listened to. When did you when did you start playing? Uh, when did I start playing? I think I, st- I started playing when I was around 13. Okay. That was just like electric, and I probably learned about three Green Day songs and thought I was dog's bollocks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was that. That was pretty much it. I, I, I just played a few chords. I went to college, somehow winged it through that, doing very, very little. Um, when it came to music and I, I really didn't pick up started like I didn't think I was actually going to do it properly for a while until I I we, we, all, we all did very, we all did very little in college didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, damn up. straight yeah. <laughs> but that's that's the thing though like it's just one of those I, all my friends went to um uni to do music and I think I was, was maybe I was the only one two people two of us out of 20 didn't me being one of them and I, I'm the only one that does music now maybe two others do a little bit more but you know it's weird how everyone goes their separate ways, I think. 
so, so that's really interesting as well because you know in a, in a parallel universe if you had gone to uni you know there's every chance i guess that you'd go to uni do music every day have to do like mm. a dissertation on something that could have been a passion you know i guess yeah. i guess if you work at it like a do you know what i'm trying to say you kind of perhaps mm-hmm. lose the love for it maybe that's what happened with them yeah yeah it's definitely easy to do that like i've spoken to a few of them there's kind of like you know learning about some sort of like african beat thing and it's just like well how does that can how does that interest me and i was like well fair enough you know it is what it is <laughs> but yeah. but you know like to me it was just like i didn't see the point in going to uni to i think the best experience you can get for doing music is actually just getting out there and doing things like open mics and networking yourself yeah yeah and gr- growing from there it's i guess you could do that like even with like comedy the best thing you could do i guess is to get out there isn't it and do it or well in- interestingly enough mate yeah the the only thing you can do with comedy is is get out there and do it and you know you can sit at home and you can write jokes and you can even kind of perform for want of a better phrase in front of the mirror and you can like try and practice timing but nothing nothing compares to no. to getting out there and, and doing it you know and it's unlike music in that i couldn't I mean, I can sit at home and write, but I couldn't learn in the same way. Whereas, you know, practice it, I guess you might probably every day you'll pick up your guitar and just have a little, uh, have a little strum and you'll come up with either something or nothing, or you'll, you'll just kind of do it. Whereas yeah, mm-hmm. comedy is, is very different in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's totally understandable. I, I couldn't do that for the life of me. Well, I couldn't do what I could just get the same as Sam, like the idea of standing up in front of people. I mean, I can, I can play music in front of people and it doesn't bother me because I just, you know, just kind of hide away from it behind mm. the guitar. But to stand up and then make, you know, do what you do, I couldn't do that. Well, um, it's mess. So, some thank- some would say that I can't do it, don't, so don't worry. Um- <laughs> and th- thank you for the vote of confidence there, Ollie, as well. Um, <laughs> that really helped me. Uh, <laughs> you wait. got this. <laughs> so so can you remember your um can you remember like your first gig I, yeah i can it's oh like wicked printed on my brain nightmare <laughs> oh it sounds like my one for comedy oh, so God. don't worry do, do you mind sharing yeah yeah go on. um so i think i was about 14 in a really sketchy band and we played in front of the whole school oh, and we played yes. holiday by green day ah oh, stuff, of, first, stuff of dreams yeah. slash nightmares mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. it was terrible um and it sucked <laughs> Uh, I couldn't, it's the first time I sang, like genuinely sang at all in front of anyone. And I had no idea what I was doing. And people were like, that wasn't too bad. I was like, cool, cheers. And then, um, <laughs> and then afterwards, and then afterwards, uh, it just went downhill and people were like, you're fucking shit. Like, <laughs> um, I uh, to like, be shit. fair though, I think, I think even Green Day sound shit live. I don't think oh, anybody, yeah. Anybody, including Green Day, can't sound can't make a Green Day song sound good. Can think, they? Yeah, no. If you if you're not, don't cover them. Seriously, no. it's not an easy song to them. sing, though, is it? Either really. Um, no. I haven't listened to it in years. I can't no, really I remember it. But no. yeah, that was that was that was awful. <laughs> <Something like those, laughs> I remember those Vietnam flashbacks. Yeah, thing. sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was the first one, and then that made me anxious for every time like i remember going to college and they were like you at the end of your second year you have to do a solo performance oh no <laughs> two years straight i'm not joking with you two years straight i was just like anxious like i can't do this i can't do it. what am i going to do it yeah. came to it i did it my tutor was like yeah you should do more of that and i was like i ain't doing that <laughs> and then here we are here we are a couple of years <laughs> later i do it 
So, so, so um, yeah. again, sorry to um, just keep bombarding you with questions, but so do you um, do you get nervous now when you perform? Um, sometimes it depends how big the venue is. I get more nervous when there's a small amount of people than I do when there's a large amount of people. I totally agree to that. I totally mm-hmm. like when we went on stage um, at Home Farm Fest uh, on the main stage. Like I was so chill. Like I was so mm-hmm. happy with that. But when we play like a tiny little corner pub, you're just like, oh, like the nerves kick in. Like yeah, it's it's too proud. intimate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. just you just don't know. And then also when you're on a big stage. Your gear's far enough away that if they throw a beer, they're probably going to miss it. Um, <laughs> probably, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because like, there's like a weird energy when there's like a room full of people, and you can really, you're really like vibing off of it. And there's there's an energy in the room that just creates this whole new experience. As you know, on both like music and if you're like on your com- comedian side of things, I mm. guess like when you've got a really engaging crowd and you know they're with you for the whole thing, it just makes it into an experience. Like you, you, you can't explain the feeling sort of thing no no i know exactly what I mean. intense can i can i share something with you that i th- i think it was sarah millican who who said it and sarah if you're listening and i'm wrong i'm really sorry um but because uh, I, I expect she will be um so she said about those gigs where you have less people than you would hope for less people than you were expecting perhaps that it, it can be really really easy to just be like oh for god's sake you know oh this is going to be rubbish and in many ways you could get nervous about doing it but what she said was that if you think about it those people have actually they've made a choice to be there to watch you so 100%. even if it's only a smaller number of people just go out and, yeah, and smash it and, and i've i've done gigs since hearing that where previously i would have been like mate there's there's five people here or ten people here it's gonna be absolute shit um but you go out and and because if for me at least you know I, i've gone out and and it's been absolutely amazing because the pressure's off almost you know that yeah. if there's only 10 people to to see you crash and burn then brilliant there's only 10 people yeah it is isn't it you just i i always call it a glorified practice yeah that's what i was about to say yeah. so DB, whenever we go into a like a bar and there's yeah like 10 people watching us we're just like all right practice tonight boys let's have yeah. some fun with it and if there's a crowd of 100 people we're just like right game face game like, on let's, yeah let's, yeah let's i, I kind of in a weird in a weird way i do like the one thing I've 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 grown to really dislike is like restaurant gigs. Um, yes, mate. Like I know they, mean. it angers me so. Like <laughs> I did one a while ago in Exeter, and I swore to myself I'm never doing these again. And I ended up doing a few more, but <laughs> <laughs> I did it purely for the money. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. where else can you make 150 quid for 45 minutes? Yeah, exactly. To an hour, whatever it is, and I was like, like it's all right like pull my hat down grab my guitar sing for an hour whatever it is go home but (laughs) to me that was the worst experience because no one cares and they genuinely don't care but then all of a sudden at the end some person will come up to you and be like i really enjoyed your set and then all of a sudden you're kind of like what if i can get through to at least one person just one out of a whole room if i can get through to one that's better than nothing yeah right and that's the thing with it, isn't it? Is getting through to that one person because then that one person will go and tell their friends. Whereas it, getting through to, you know, playing in front of a whole crowd of say a hundred people, but none of them come up to you afterwards and none of you want to talk to you. Mm. Then you don't really kind of know, you can't gauge how they all felt about it. But when you have an intimate gig like that and somebody comes up and says, I loved it, you know that they're going to go away, listen to music and, you know, hopefully tell their friends about it. Yeah. So it can, it can be a, a lot, you know, really impactful to do it. 
definitely yeah definitely and that, that's what makes you realize that that's what kind of makes me think to myself actually this is why i kind of do music it's these yeah. connect these sort of moments where you're meeting new people all the time and creating these sort of memories and there's there's nothing quite like it like doing a really good gig and then talking to all these people afterwards yeah and then and then going to another gig and they've gone there as well because they wanted to see mm-hmm. you again that's the yeah. best feeling that it is, is it. yeah i love you that. get returning customers it's great you've got one haven't you we have yeah don't she's mental but um yeah we do we do <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why i brought it up oh yeah, yes good, yeah. good work mate. she's proper nuts really is absolutely mental so we went and what's her name um, uh that's really good question jen i think jenny something nice um and yeah God, we went I hope to she's su- listening went to support a band in the Torquay area and um every time we're down that way she'll come to every single gig and can we do um like, sorry to interrupt Sam. can we do a facebook advert for commusician for this episode and can you target based just on name no 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 need to do that no need to do you that. could probably um, find her through the like if she's probably liked it on facebook oh she will have done yes day, please then... yes ollie there good go. work mate stop it <laughs> <laughs> A listener is a listener, Sam. A listener is a listener. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it's not really much of a listener if they get to episode, what will this be, episode nine, and then stop listening because we've insulted them. Um, So You have. I think you're great, Jen. Or Jenny. (laughs) Which do you prefer? Do let us know. Commusicianpod at (laughs) gmail.com. Well, Dirty Blueprint no longer have that fan. Um, (laughs) She's gone. (laughs) Oh, dear. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Um, um, so I'm really sorry. I, I kind of threw you off a little bit there, but so you, you mentioned um, the kind of restaurant gig. Is that like the worst type of gig you think? Money, uh, money aside. Yeah, yeah, because it's always got bad PA systems and like no one really knows what's going on. Yeah, you just, you just turn up. I always regret. To, I think when I do it, I'm like, yes, like cool, like get a load of these in, get a bunch of money in. You know that pays the bills and stuff. Yeah, and then it comes to the day of it, and I'm kind of like, oh why did I do this? And then I get there and I was just like, now I know why I don't do this. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes, I mean, the best place I've played for a restaurant wise is the stable in Exeter. Okay, cool. The guys there are so cool. They're so nice. And they've got, he's, he's got a proper stage with proper PA and he really cares about the music. Um, so yeah, that, they're, they're decent the guys. They're, they're nice guys. And they always do put on like kind of good shows there. But I mm-hmm. guess when it comes down to, and feeling quite bad, you know, you feel, you feel like you don't want to do them and you feel like giving up and you're just like, ah, oh, why do I do these restaurant gigs? And then you, on your way home, you put fuel in your car and go, oh yeah, that's why. That's um, why. <laughs> yeah. Because where else can you make that sort of money Yeah, for they, less than a day's work? Exactly. They really it's, do it's come weird, through those kind it, of gigs. It is, isn't it? It's a weird one. Cause like I'm, I, when I left Carphone, um, mm. my, obviously my girlfriend was working and she'd just done a day's work or something. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go and work for an hour <laughs> For yeah. three times the amount you just <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and we, yeah. we just we just kind of joke about those sort of things because it you know it's not like a big deal but it's just funny isn't it when you really think about it people say oh you can't make any money from music if you play your cards right yeah yeah and if you really play your cards right and you get yourself three gigs a week at 150 pound each at a restaurant you're doing fine only you get yeah you're you're you're, you're laughing mm. you're laughing in it and people are kind of like what do you do i do music and they're kind of like oh yeah yeah and I've, I've genuinely had these conversations with people where, you know, they'd be, they literally have an office job and they think they're the dog's bollocks. And it's just like, cool, you, you know, you finance a BMW. Great. 
Yeah, yeah. It's not what, not about yeah. that at all. <clears throat> no, but like, you know, I still make more than you in a day. I yeah, only I only need one day to do it. So there's um there's a really interesting kind of comparison there with so comedy um there are corporates as as there are I'm sure you know musicians can get booked for corporates I'm sure but for for comedians they're basically seen as these horrendous things and they are pretty horrendous because generally speaking you go your job is to try and make people laugh people who generally couldn't care less whether you're there or not um mm-hmm. but because they because it's a corporate and because it's perhaps for a big company it's like a little uh, a, i don't know an event or some sort of team build whatever it might be generally the money is like really really good and as you say you kind of put yourself through it because because of that but yeah the the i guess the feeling in the comedy world is you sell your soul for it which it mm-hmm. kind of sounds yeah, is a little bit like i guess it's selling out in the music yeah. term we'd be classes oh you're selling out but then why wouldn't you for 600 quid mate yeah exactly it's a no-brainer absolute no-brainer yeah it's gigs like that as well that afford you to be able to do the free gigs that you want to do yeah um you know if you want to go to a bar and you just want to be able to go out on a saturday night and play at a bar in i don't know like tinmouth or something you can because you've done the 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 kind of the restaurant Mm. gigs to be able to afford to do that but the thing is you never know who you're going to meet that I'm yeah. literally words out of my mouth there, Ollie. You never know who you're going to meet. No, exactly. You don't. I, I think we met um, our radio presenter. I can't remember what it was. I played in some restaurant. Oh, no, it was the, the Exeter Phoenix. In the back oh, yeah. of it, some, some, I can't remember what it was now. Some event. Played it. Didn't think much of it. I met some radio presenter who was just like, oh, you got a CD. I'll play your tracks. I was like, cool. Cheers, man. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, never, you, just... never, you never know. <laughs> I've also played at the Phoenix to uh, the grand total of no one. And when I say no one, I mean no one. Oh, mate. <laughs> just just the sound fun. guy. <laughs> no, not even the sound guy. Serious? There. No, genuinely. I've still got a photo of it on my phone because I thought it was that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I sent it to my girlfriend. It's like, look how many people were here. And she was like, it's not loading. I was like, doesn't need to. Oh, no. <laughs> no. So I kind of sat there for 20 minutes, noodled a bit. Some friends turned up and I was like, yeah, I'm out. Later. Yeah. It's oh, good yeah. fun. You look at things like that and you just can't, you can't help but laugh at it. It's interesting that venue, isn't it? Because we've done a gig there before, and I you know it was it. pretty empty. And not only that, but it was um, it was Ed Sheeran went to play there, and nobody turned up, and he had to sleep mm. in uh, St David's Trace Station. Yeah. Wait for his next yeah. train. What's next for for you, man? What's what's coming up? And you know, I, I guess one of the things I like to ask is, you know, what if you could look back in five years, for example, and and say, yeah, that was a real success. What what would constitute that? Uh, quite, that's actually a really good question. Um, I don't know what ne- next. I guess it's it's releasing all these new songs. I've kind of got a folder of everything I need to get done. So I've probably got about three more EPs coming out. That I'm just going to bash out one after the other. Uh, can't Amazing. wait. Um, yeah. And then work on. I just want to get loaded. I just want to go all out with it this year. Well, what's left of it if we can? But all the festivals have been cancelled now, so it's not. Yeah. I've got a lot of time just to focus on getting a lot of songs out i don't know really it's to look back on it in five years and just think i didn't waste my time Amazing. i think that's that's a big thing i do question that a lot when i'm just sat here like am i wasting my time what happens if you know i mean as long as as long as i can make enough money to live from music i don't care like, i don't need much so as long as i can do that as long as i can look back five years be like i'm making enough you know i'm i'm getting by and you're happy that's it yeah i'm happy like as long as I don't have to go to an office job, I'm happy. 
that's such a refreshing thing to hear because you know you're you're doing what you want you know you're following your dreams and and you're making it happen and yeah you know i'm full of admiration for that mate 100 percent. yeah it's completely humbling um i i you know i do take my hat off to you um and and uh, you've already amazing, taken your hat off twice amazing... Wally, in this episode mate you don't have a hat left <laughs> i do yeah i know <laughs> the hat's on the floor at this point isn't it <laughs> it is um Sorry, no so, but so ollie in terms of next steps you did mention uh, or we have uh, kind of spoken about um why is it yeah, yeah what's Hawaii. going on with that so tell me about that so why why like hawaii without the her um... <laughs> <laughs> yes uh... <laughs> So yeah, a friend of mine, Sammy Cattell, uh, he had the idea. He was always wanted to start up a company for ages that was basically just eco-friendly clothing. Um, and being in that surf community, he kind of brought me into it. And him and his friends have started. Uh, they've started something really, really cool, and they've got some amazing ideas in the works. And all the line, all the clothing lines, it's like one hundred percent organic, eco-friendly amazing um, it's all all the like uh, inks and stuff it's all like soya based so it's not gonna doesn't affect the planet and things like that uh they've got some yeah they've got loads of things in mind they've got they're testing out uh one of them's a carpenter so he's making like long boards and surfboards and things like that so oh, yeah sick. they're going all out with it and i think abby's gonna be my girlfriend who's a photographer and uh started videography she's doing some promo stuff for them and photography and yeah they've it's a, they've got a lot lot in the works and it's it's definitely pulling through so that that's on its way basically that's so cool and what kind of what kind of part are you having in it because i've seen that you've been doing quite a bit of stuff in the socials are you doing it from a music angle or what's what's going on yeah so sammy brought me in as uh like an ambassador sort of thing um, yeah so i say sort of thing it's an ambassador but i just help him out every now and then with like some visuals and things like that like videography Mate, some promo so stuff cool. and using music and things like that so yeah it's it's a nice little like network and community sort of thing that he's building he's he's working really hard towards it and we've had a few facetime meetings and yeah, yeah it's all really exciting stuff really exciting that's so sick well if you ever need anybody to uh you know test out one of those long boards um i i i absolutely will um <laughs> um but mate that sounds so exciting i am I'm, I'm super happy for you that you kind of you know might be able to get your music into a whole new kind of a, a new place yeah that that's the aim i think is is doing things like this like i've i've kind of taken a step back um from obviously i'm going to release all these songs that i've kind of got in the works at the moment but i don't know what sort of angle i want to go out of music at the moment i kind of like getting into the production side of things and working for other people and writing for other people that's what mm-hmm. I've been. I have been doing a fair bit of that, and I I really enjoy it doing things for other people rather than just myself. So, it might be a line to go down. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, mate, that's that's huge. Well, listen, thank you so much for today, um, um, mate. I echo that. Yeah, it's been a it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Cheers, man. No, thanks. For you me. are you are our first uh, musician guest on the pod. Um, oh, sick. And, and we've set the bar yeah. blooming high, if I may say so. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we really have. So, um, yeah, thank you very much again, mate. And yeah, we'll, thanks, um... man. Ollie Flippin' Dixon. Remember the name, guys. <laughs> what, a, yeah. what an absolute legend. That was cool. Isn't he the most humble, most humble person you could ever, ever meet or talk to, rather? 
<laughs> virtually meet yeah he was yeah. um he was amazing yeah Re- really nice chat and and like i say just fascinating to you know i'm clearly a, a musical idiot um but it was <laughs> it was really good to kind of learn a little bit more about his process and this is certainly something we're going to carry on doing you know and and we're going to speak to as many people as we can and, and try and learn as much as we can about the other one's craft um and I mean, I'm not going to lie, still a long way away from being able to perform <laughs> or write music. But um, but yeah, I think that was it was really interesting for sure. Take each day as it comes, my friend. But um, yeah, he was he was the you know, or he is the loveliest guy Um, and his music. I think there's not a person in the world that wouldn't be able to listen to a bit of Ollie Dixon's music and go. Yeah, I'm enjoying that. Like, it's just there's something in it for everybody, isn't there? I hope so. Yeah, I certainly um. I certainly really enjoyed listening to it and you know he's he's well in fact over to you my friend because you know him far better than me but how how would our uh, how would our dear listeners find out more about Ollie Dixon and, and where might they listen to his his music some great questions there my friend um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if if you're looking for him on the socials uh, Ollie Dixon music is is his tag um so so get him up he's on facebook instagram as you can imagine um as he said in the episode with with his you know his fantastic kind of videos that he's got on there i do highly recommend that you go and check him out because there's some excellent footage that he's got on there you know backed by his music and it's just i don't know it's just the kind of the perfect scene if you like um but then if you want to go and search for his music just go to wherever you get your music to and just type in ollie dixon and it will come up you'll see his ep here and now and then hopefully towards the end of the month you'll see his two new singles that he said he's going to release so um cannot wait for those um like i said at the intro i've already listened to one of them and it is an absolute banger like it's it's absolutely stunning so um yeah i can't wait for you guys to hear it as well and it's good to um excuse me it's really good to kind of speak to people who are doing lots in this kind of lockdown period i think it's such a difficult time um you know don't feel guilty at all if you've been off work for uh, a month two months and you've done nothing don't worry you know this is a, a a time where i think it's it's so unprecedented it's so unusual that just getting through it is the only important thing but but yeah it is great to speak to people who have done the polar opposite to to what i've achieved over uh, the last couple of months and and are just absolutely smashing it and What's really great is that I know next week's episode, uh, all being well, because our plan is to record that uh, tomorrow. But next week's episode is with someone who I would say has probably done more during this lockdown than most people I have seen. Uh, I don't want to reveal too much more information, but suffice to say, we are in for an absolute treat with uh, with our hopefully our next week's guest. Whatever happens, next week's guest is going to be a banger. Obviously, but <laughs> if it's the person I'm hoping to get, then uh, yeah, we are in for a proper treat. Yeah, and it, you know, if we start next week's episode with a big apology, it's because we haven't <laughs> been able to get him on the pod. Um, yeah, so it's, it will be a good one. Um, but look, uh, to to kind of close out or to close out the Ollie section of today. I just want to say a massive thank you to him. Um, I, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed that conversation and I, I really, really hope that kind of his next, uh, his next launch of his two singles that are coming out um, that do really, really well. Um, so thank you very much, Ollie, for coming on. But uh, yeah, before we shut, definitely, before, thank we sh- you. Hmm, before we shut off for uh, today, Fitz, 
um, you have some news, don't you? I do. I do. Yes. So um, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, this may have already happened um, because you may be listening in the future. Um, But as we record this, there's still a little bit of time for you to hopefully find this out. But uh, I'm going to be doing a virtual gig, uh, the likes of which we have discussed on the pod um, in previous weeks. But yeah, so on Tuesday, the 19th of May, um, what's great as well is that it's my daughter's two-year birthday. Uh, she'll be two years old on the day after, so I'm definitely going to have a drink and uh, have a lion and not worry if I'm hungover after this. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to be doing a virtual gig alongside uh, a really, really great lineup, actually. So we've got a guy called Graham Kulam, who is hilarious. Um, Yuriko Katani, who is, um, she's a, I think she's based in London, and I've never been on a bill with her before, so really excited for that. Um, and friend of the pod, Christian Russell Pollock, uh, the biggest biggest names, uh, one of the biggest names in comedy, literally. Um, Christian Russell Pollock is going to be comparing, <laughs> which is going to be really, really interesting. So, yeah, I'm probably, you can tell I'm a little bit nervous um, because I think it's a really odd, I've not done any comedy of any kind um, apart from this podcast. Um, thanks. Um I mean, almost <laughs> <comedy>. <laughs> got some really nice feedback from one of my best mates and um, in fact my best mate um dave he said oh, i've listened to your podcast mate but um you know you're a comedian not that funny <laughs> I'm like, brilliant thanks mate it's the kind of feedback that only uh, a lifelong friend could give that's that's spectacular thank you dave that's um that's made my day that's great um yeah so if if you want to see me probably die a a slow and painful death um digitally from the comfort of your own sofa quite often people will say oh when are you when are you performing here yeah sorry we missed you man Uh, well you literally don't have to go anywhere to to watch this um so it's tuesday the 19th um 8 30 it'll be happening and if you go to couchcomedylive.com that's couchcomedylive.com you will be able to you'll be able to see me and uh, i will do my best to make sure i'm funny as well what's really good about that though is that you won't know if you've died um <clears throat> you'll just get an array of insults afterwards via text message from me if you do so my my understanding is that i'll be able to hear the audience um oh, that's a shame i think that's key um <laughs> I, again probably a question i should have asked before saying yeah i'll do it um but uh, <laughs> but there we are um tickets are three pounds by the way couch comedy live we had sarah um uh, get left, left us a note a voice note on one of the episodes pro- probably coping with corona i think um and she's one of the people who's organized this and yeah they've done really good work i'm really looking forward to it so um i, I shall stop rambling but yeah if you're around and able to uh, go to couchcomedylive.com and on tuesday the 19th of may at 8 30 give us a listen then um do get in touch with me uh, and let me know how much you loved it please any negative feedback um, send it to commusicianpod at gmail.co.uk because that way I'll never see it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it's at gmail.com, please. Um, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> nice one. Well, look, Fitz, best of luck with that, mate. Obviously, I'll hopefully talk to you beforehand. You will. Um, but uh, yeah, to everybody and to Ollie, thank you all very, very much. Thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, see you in a bit. Love you back. Have a lovely week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Commusician music was Gangster Life by Dirty Blueprint. This podcast was brought to you by Fitz and Sam. See you next week.